0: Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is a healthy lifestyle, which includes integrative health and energy medicine to help us all achieve optimum well-being. I like
1: that optimum well-being. You know, we, we strive for that here. So thanks for joining us. You know, we have some really interesting natural health information to share with you today. For example, we're going to dig into what looks like a breakthrough in making an ancient herb more fully available to all of us in our quest for optimum health, as Roy was just saying. So this is an herb that has a wide range of health benefits, including heart, detox, and anti-inflammation benefits. So you're going to want to stay
0: tuned for that. In addition, we're going to take a dip into the world of forest bathing, and that nah, doesn't have anything to do with an outdoor bathtub. It does, however, have a lot to do with health benefits like reducing blood pressure lowering blood sugar levels, boosting the immune system and improving memory, along with increasing the white blood cells that fight cancer, and decreasing the stress hormone cortisol. So I think you're going to really be interested in the stroll we're going to take into that topic. And in Judy's self-care segment today, we're going to find out how action can be a central part of self-care. But first, we want to update you on a couple
1: of interesting research developments in the world of natural health. The first one comes from UC Berkeley, where scientists have found what they say is a molecular switch that could lead to new ways to deal with chronic disease and to actually halt or I love this. Even reverse aging. Now, I mean, I hope they figure that out really fast.
0: I don't think they're teasing us with that either. I hope
1: not. The so-called switch is a collection of proteins responsible for sensing potential threats to the body and launching an inflammation response. So, unfortunately, sometimes that inflammation response is overactivated, and that's been linked to chronic conditions like cancer and diabetes and dementia. Researchers there say controlling the overactivation would actually really help deal with those chronic conditions and even prevent age-related degeneration in general. Wow, this is really big, I think. Their their findings have been published in the journal Cell Metabolism. I know all of you probably have that sitting on your nightstand.
0: (laughs) Next, we have a study from Texas A&M on why we need to eat our vegetables, especially cruciferous veggies like cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower because scientists at Texas A&M say that a compound they found in those cruciferous vegetables is really powerful at fighting fatty liver disease, which affects, I had no idea, affects an estimated 100 million Americans and can end in liver failure. So again, your new best veggie friends are cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and we're talking about news this week in the world of natural health. And that includes one other item we want you to know about because this week is National Animal Poison Awareness Week as designated by the ASPCA. You know I think uh, it, you know
1: could they come up with a better title? I, I mean, I think how about natural how about National Animal Safety Awareness Week or <laughs> something like that? We like that. I think that would be
0: better. We do like the fact that they're paying attention to this and in connection with this week, the ASPCA has released their list of the 10 top toxins to watch out for in protecting the animal companions in our life.
1: I loved getting this list because we have animals in our life. So the number one on the list in terms of poison control calls is over-the-counter medications. Now, the ASPCA says they're the most common group of toxins (laughs) ingested by pets. In this category are ibuprofen and cold medications and herbal supplementation. So, you know, herbal supplements... And number two on the list is human prescription medications. Same thing applies there. Things like antidepressants and heart medications. Cats and dogs don't need those.
0: Foods are number three on the list. Things like grapes, raisins, onions, and garlic, and the sugar substitute, xylitol. Number four is chocolate, also kind of a food. No news there, including candy and baked goods. So watch out for all those if you've got your little ones around. And speaking of little ones, number five is veterinary products. The ASPCA says many pet medications are flavored to make them taste better, but sometimes they taste too good, and sometimes mischievous pets mistake them for treats and overindulge. Also, the ASPCA says we need to remember that a child-proof container does not mean pet-proof. So number
1: six on the toxic list are household items like cleaning products and paint. Well, that just makes sense, yeah. you know and and then also uh, next is rodent baits, which pets unfortunately often find to be tasty. I don't know why. And number eight are uh, insecticides and bug sprays. and obviously those need to be carefully stored. And number nine on the list are plants and this was the one and I and I know this and you know I love to have flowers in the house. And over the years, I've learned to have to be really careful because one of our cats just loves to eat flowers. So both indoor and outdoor plants, the ASPCA says consumption of any plant material may cause vomiting and gastrointestinal upset
0: for dogs and cats. In fact, some plants can be life-threatening like azaleas, rhododendrons, daffodils, oleander, tulip, lilies, and wisteria. The ASPCA has a complete list if you want to go further into this topic.
1: But finally, number 10 on the list are garden products like herbicides and soil enhancements. So keeping our animal companions healthy is a big deal in the U.S. where cats are part of 94 million households compared to 89 million for dogs. So that means 68% of all of us have at least one pet and our relationship with them is a constant source of affection. At least ours is.
0: You know, that relationship continues to be an irresistible topic for authors like Carlin Montes da Oca of Marin County.
1: She's written a book we like a lot on the human-animal connection and the self-care that our own animal companions can help with.
0: Her book is titled, Dog as My Doctor, Cat as My Nurse. (laughs) An Animal Lover's Guide to a Healthy, Happy, and Extraordinary Life. It's a really interesting book. But what it's focused on, what I, one of the things I connected with, is it's focused on how dogs and cats teach us humans how to stay present, be playful, and live positively. Yes, and you were telling me that the book also
1: talks about the physical benefits of having a dog or a cat. You know, it lowers your blood pressure. It reduces stress. And this is, research shows this. This is definitely, uh, this is a fact. This is this is a fact. And the author cites that exercise dog owners get when they walk their dogs is a big health benefit. It reminds me of, of Marty Rossman years ago who, who oh, did... Yeah. Uh, the founder of the guided the Institute guided, of guided injury exactly and marty said if we would all just treat ourselves as well as we treat our dogs you know you give them water you take them for a walk so if we did if we did that for ourselves so if you've got a dog and you're taking it for a walk, you're getting lots of great exercise.
0: But that's not the only way. I, this, this, we have always had. I, I shouldn't say always, but when, gosh, decades ago, we we got together, we always had dogs in our life. I mm-hmm. remember Fred, uh, the oh, wonderful I can't, little can't dog.
1: The boys didn't talk about Fred. I'm
0: surprised Fred didn't come up. when I we talked would. about I our did sons earlier. Well, but. this
1: is a dog that was like a little Welsh corgi. He followed Christian home one day. At least that's what Christian said. That's he just story. followed him home, and yeah. then and that dog walked in the living room. Took one look around and knew who the decision maker was, and he leapt over the coffee table and landed right on Roy's chest.
0: I was laying there watching football game. <laughs> yes,
1: and that dog just started licking his face, and he I was know. like, "Oh, we, we could we could have a dog."
0: So there is, but so there's there's this wonderful connection that happens. But what I was thinking about was um, animals work with us at various levels, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of when we lived here in Sacramento and then we moved to San Francisco where in the flat Fred didn't want to live so he got moved back we moved to Sonoma and we had a great house there that we we're releasing but the owner said no dogs and yeah. so we ended up having a cat in our life and, and the cat it, it was really remarkable and I really want to I just want to say that that uh, I, w- I want to acknowledge the gift that Tinker was so so Tinker was this wonderful little white cat and you know, there's all kinds of stories about how she found us and then we moved here to rescue 10 acres up in rescue and at that point tinker was what maybe 13
1: about, about 15 yeah and, and, and anywhere and, we, and she was pretty fragile she and we weren't even sure she was going to right. make, make the, the, trip. the trip so we were concerned
0: to... about uh, there's a point to this story it takes a while but um we were concerned about um tinker being a, a, able to be outside because she's a little white cat and um, she we're out, you know, she'd
1: been just, an outdoor cat in Sonoma, but up here, you know, outdoor
0: we, at night, indoor, uh, outdoor during the day, indoor night.
1: Right, yeah. and we didn't want to have her outside, and she was a little too fragile. So what you did? So was... So
0: Judy said, "Look, we, we, you know, we, she's got to stay in, but she really wanted to go out." So we consulted all kinds of uh, uh, of advisors, and they said, "Well, you could go out. She could go out probably if somebody was with her." So Tinker and I got into this situation where she would come to the office about, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon and get me up out of my chair and say, it's time for you to take me for a walk. She would and say that. She would just about. Wow. I mean, she I really did have a she, connection with she Tinker. She could really communicate. And, and, and so it was a great gift for me because, um, well, as you may be reading, uh, sitting is the new smoking. We're all very concerned now. And I wasn't years ago when, at this point of Tinker's life. I didn't even know that. But just being able to get up and take the walk and it wasn't just being able to get up, it was, we would have this little routine, and it's at a certain point, I'd sit on this big rock we have in front of our house, and she would hop up on my lap, and I would, and, and she would be there. And what was amazing was, going back to what uh, Karen uh, Montes de Oca says, she talks about how dogs and cats teach us to stay present, to stay in the present moment. And when I was there, outside in the beautiful day with this really lovely little kitty on my lap, just concentrating on being present she'd stay on my lap for as long as I was going to stay there. And when my mind started to wander about, gosh, I got to write that letter. Oh, I didn't do that sales presentation. Boom. She would be off my lap and then we walk a little more and there's another place where we would sit and she'd get up on my lap again. And the same thing, if I was just really focused on staying present, she'd be with me. And when I started worrying about business, she was gone. So it was just a great gift that that little one gave me and I think can give all of us in terms of how to be in the moment.
1: Well, that's what animals teach us is to be in the moment. And that's what we've heard from all of the experts that we've had on the show. And that's certainly what we've learned in our own personal experience is that they want your full attention. And if you're not paying attention, they're, they're gone. Or you watch them outdoors, how they focus. They're so present.
0: And we hope you have one or more animal companions in your life.
1: They definitely do a lot for us, that's for sure. Up next in our show, we're going to explore what looks like a breakthrough in helping us all get the most out of a well-known herb that can help us live longer, healthier, and happier.
0: And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on
1: iHeartRadio.